Oh, well, it didn't come as a surprise to me. Um, I think the AU, uh, the position of the AU chairperson is becoming more and more competitive. You know, uh, now that Africa is charting a new course uh, in, uh, in, his, uh, uh, in his continental uh, organization. Uh, if you recall that uh, the, the, the election of uh, the outgoing chairperson of the AU, Dr. Susanna Lamini Zuma, was also very controversial, very divisive and protracted. And so uh, this very one didn't come as a surprise to me. I think a lot of the wounds that, uh, uh, that are called during the protracted election of Dr. Zuma and, uh, is, uh, has not actually healed. And we can also see that it is reflecting in this uh, current uh, situation. And speaking of Dr. Nkosazana Dlamini Zuma, uh, already we see that um, her legacy is a, a much debated subject. Uh, what mm-hmm. some are saying is that on the one hand, she made sure that gender issues are addressed at almost every summit meeting. It's mentioned in almost every document of the AU, but uh, much more critical about uh, the task in fighting extremism of terrorism and other conflicts in countries such as South Sudan and Burundi. How would you weigh in on that debate? Oh, I, I think uh, uh, it would be unfair to say that this, she will be remembered only uh, in a, for her uh, role, uh, being the first person, uh, the first woman, the chairperson of the AU, and of course promoting gender issues. Uh, I think to her credit, yeah, she, she, was, uh, she was able you know, to pursue the African, uh, the African head of state and the, uh, uh, the entire people of Africa to come up with Agenda 2063. And uh, which, of course, that's a, a long-term vision for the African Union, uh, um, uh, uh, for the entire continent. Uh, I think that is a big achievement. And currently, uh, the, the, the AU is debating about an, uh, about, uh, an African e-passport. You know, and, of course, which seeks, of course, to bring a greater integration of the people and states of Africa. That will be a plus also to her, to her legacy. Of course, uh, uh, and, and polishes her image as a Pan-Africanist, and whoever is going to succeed her will look forward to improving, uh, you know, on those achievements of hers uh, in, in office. So uh, again, come, she she's also, you know, uh, committed, of course, in principle, of course, to ending uh, issues like, uh, 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 you know, Boko Haram terrorism in Nigeria and other parts of, uh, you know, uh, the, of West Africa. And uh, uh, of course, uh, the AU, uh, the AU has also committed itself to, you know, uh, cooperating to ending violence, you know, and the inter- I mean, uh, internal crisis in places like Sudan. But then you have to understand also another achievement of course would be uh, funding of these programs of the AU. They have not been independent of funding itself. They've always depended on so-called development partners and so on. And if you are going to end conflict in Africa, if you are going to prevent conflict in any happening, you also have your own resources. How do you go about that? And you cannot plan to end conflict in Africa when, of course, you're dependent on external sources. And so this, uh, uh, you cannot say because she is constrained by the structures of the AU that she was not principled in ending conflict in, 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 uh, on the continent. That would be unfair to her legacy. I think she tried within the constraints of the structures of the AU to improve upon the fund.
the organization, and which, of course, whoever is coming in. And for the first time, anyway, you see that the AU is having a, a summit in which the in the bodies or the so-called development partners are excluded because you want Africans to discuss within themselves people-to-people dialogue, I mean, state-to-state dialogue, and without internal interference. That would be a, a, a plus to her leadership. And uh, I think, and going forward, Africans, for them to solve the problem in the AU, I mean, I mean, like, of conflict on the continent, must have to come together, you know, form themselves, for equip themselves very well, and not to rely on external sources. Mm. And, and and just sticking with Dr. Nkosazana Tlamini Zuma for a moment, uh, if we look at what's happening at the moment locally and the fact that uh, this uh, latest development at the AU has also sprung up, talk about our local government elections and that President Zuma would possibly reshuffle um, his cabinet to accommodate uh, Nkosazana Tlamini Zuma after the elections um, because there has been talk about, you know, um, advancing her campaign to become the ANC's next president. How do you think that will affect the plans um, for her to stay on domestically if she still has to stay on at the AU? Uh, 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 it also depends on what uh, Dr. Lamine Zuma wants. Uh, uh, if the AU is unable by January to uh, elect a new leader, I mean, uh, what, it does, uh, what it boils down to is that uh, her tenor is likely to be elongated and she's likely to stay on until in uh, a, 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 a leader is found. Uh, of course, uh, that will also affect whatever domestic ambition, a national ambition that she might have, you know, in South Africa. Uh, but I, I do not think I, I do not think that uh, um, uh, she is going to, you know, abandon the AU just because she wants to, you know, get a, 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 a get a position within the South African government. Uh, whatever that it will have, the, 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 the South African government will have to wait a little bit until uh, a leadership uh, uh, of the AU, several leadership is found in the AU before she can, of course, make a, a, a return back home and to whatever challenges and role that might be assigned you know, to her.